Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hug Me Brother, the Drake and Josh podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. And I'm Colton. Awesome. Well, today uh, we are on to episodes four, five, and six of season two. Um, really getting into the meat of the series and uh, some very memorable moments for sure coming up. Um, yes, yeah, so we started off with, I believe, football. Correct. Episode four of season two. Um, and as a real quick note, uh, I've noticed as we've been going around here um, that based on we've had to string together a couple different places to watch all the episodes between a couple different streaming services and websites. And there seems to be a lot of discrepancy in where the websites place the episodes and like what episode they're listed as. And even in our viewing of these three episodes, I've been following the Wikipedia listings for, like, the episodes, and that's based off of, like, their release date. Um, That potentially could be wrong, I guess, in the same way that, like, the old, like, X-Men cartoon and stuff, like, things aired out of order, and you kind of got to, like, work to put it back in order. And the reason I brought it up is because... Well, we watched one episode, and Josh was, like, already doing magic, or, like, he just seemed to be interested in it, and then the next episode we watched in the cold open, he talks about, like, oh, like, I like magic, and it feels like that was out of order, like, the episode where he mentions magic for the first time in the cold open should happen before the episode where he just randomly does some magic in the middle, so I did just want to throw that out there as, like, a disclaimer for future episodes that we're just following the wikipedia order numbers based on release date yeah and it but it, i i did have a moment where i'm like huh maybe the story chrono- chronology doesn't actually match the release date chronology so but yeah. and i also wanted to point out that why do you have to do it on so many streaming services is the weird part because so, we mainly get ours from uh, Hulu and Amazon, and if they're not on any streaming services, I have to bring up my iPad and pull it on Daily Motion. The thing that's weird is there are, like, certain episodes that just don't, don't seem to be on streaming services at all, or will be on one streaming service but not the other. Like, Guitar is a prime example. When we did Guitar last episode, that was only on Daily Motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... I assume it's got something to do with licensing or all sorts of different stuff. I can't say for sure, but... It's like, why do you have to license for license episodes you can't just license, like, the entire show? I, I really don't know. It's probably got something to do with contracts at Nickelodeon that I don't have the foggiest idea about. But that's enough rambling. Uh, on to... The cold open. On to, yeah, episode four, football. So we open up with Josh is talking about cheese, and Drake was talking about something about being stranded on an island. Music. He was talking about music. Yeah, he would bring like 97 CDs, a stereo, and a girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were just talking about what they love and uh, like things that are cool and stuff, and that was Drake's whole thing is music's cool and he's into it, and Josh was just into all sorts of different types of cheeses, which, I mean, I kind of feel like... I have both of those opinions inside of me. <laughs> of course, I love music. Who doesn't? But uh, yeah, me and, I, me and him are both metalheads. Yeah, I also absolutely share Josh's love for cheese. 
I just share his love for uh, music. Never much of a cheese person. I mean, who doesn't love uh, the Four Horsemen? <laughs> right. Or just Metallica in general. <laughs> Even truer. Yeah. And uh, so what I want to point out is this is the first time that Megan seems to be a little... Um, we're starting to get introduced to her more menacing side because I feel like when Josh, when she asked Josh if she can lick the spoon, Josh is like, no, and he's making brownies for the football team. And she's like, Josh, uh, something along the lines of like, I'm always watching you or like, I know everything or something like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, she's she's growing quickly. Like I said, I, from going from the first season where it seems like she did a few pranks here or there and was largely kind of like a background character. She's starting to take more of a front row seat and be the 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 true like kind of like side character that she grows into. Antagonist, kind mm-hmm. of. Absolutely. I mean, she literally, uh, which for, from what the plot says here, from what I gathered um one of the football players well i'll get to that in a minute so the plot is which i can't believe i forgot to explain the plot and just got into the brownie thing but the plot is uh josh is trying to do a magic trick and he does something with an egg and drake's like congratulations josh you made a girl disappear and drake is like magic is not cool and of course we're into some more of Drake's selfishness with the you can't do magic because I'll be known as the guy with the weird brother. Sure. And then he tells Josh to like sign up for the football team, which Josh does as which I just I love Josh's quirkiness in this episode because he thinks that it's cool to be like the equipment manager. Right. <laughs> equipment manager. Just Josh's ways of saying things is great. And then the Megan thing. So Josh refuses to let her lick the spoon, and I theorize that Megan poisoned the brownies because one of the football players uh, shows up poisoned. You don't even have to theorize it. She dumps dirt in the brownie batter. Oh, yeah. So this is, I think we talked about this a few episodes ago, that Megan's pranks started out harmless, and they're starting to, like, really affect Drake and Josh in the outside world. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. That's... The, the, like, the weird, like, sitcom part of it is that, like, she definitely goes really over the top <laughs> with some things, like, again, dumping plant dirt into somebody's baked goods that, that are for, like, other people. Uh, she's Her sphere of, like, destruction is definitely way beyond what's, like, I don't know, like you said, harmless. It's way beyond, a lot of her pranks have consequences far beyond just, like, negatively impacting her brothers <laughs> like it's now just negatively impacting other people's health right you know? in a non-sitcom world <laughs> she's almost like a full-on like you know somebody who'd make a most wanted list <laughs> that's for sure i mean poisoning people which could be attempted murder in some senses i don't know about making somebody dirt is attempted murder but well, I mean, it, like, Who impacts knows? their health, though. We're only in season two. There's <laughs> plenty of times for her to, plenty of time for her to catch that charge. Yes, definitely. Uh, and in the football episode, there's definitely a lot of good jokes in this episode. I really liked the Zeke character. And I just love how he's like, 
uh, Drake's like, oh, we'll pay you 10,000 bucks to play football. And he's like, oh, don't worry, he won't remember. And then Zeke just gets hit over the head again, and it's just suddenly, oh, I can remember, and you owe me 10,000 bucks. Yeah, because they... So, Drake... Because, so, Megan gets the center sick, so she has to... So they need to find a way... So Josh gets forced to play by the coach, and then Drake devises a plan that he's like, hey... We need to, you know, make you look cool and play, but so we'll just have somebody else put on your jersey. And it turns out they go to the school janitor as a guy named Zeke, who is a former professional football player, but uh, got hurt playing, and as a result has memory loss. And, yeah, they, they trick him into it, and he's, like, very just, like, short-term memory loss, like, asks them their names, like, four times, doesn't remember his name. Um, I'm also, like, a big fan of... One of the jokes that weirdly made me laugh, where he's like, how are we going to get me out of this? And Drake's like, I'm thinking. And Josh is like, he's thinking. <laughs> and just like, is like narrating like what <laughs> Josh is doing, or Josh is narrating what Drake's doing. He's got an idea. <laughs> so that that was fun. I liked his like, again, that over the top Josh delivery of narration is just absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's one of Josh's just, uh, uh what would you call it? Just trademarks. I yeah. Trademarks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, and then obviously then the end of the episode is the dude actually then does actually play for Josh, but then he gets hurt again playing that game. Um, but, like, I think then the joke was that, like, him getting knocked in the head made him start remembering more things, which is then where the, hey, I remember you guys owe me money joke came in. <laughs> but Josh, ever being kind of like the moral compass of the show, then has the moment where he's like, well, no, now my team needs me. Without me, they're going to forfeit. So he walks back out on the field. Um, although, despite the fact that his entire team thinks he's severely concussed and a doctor told him, told coach Josh is out. So kind of funny that then he's able to walk back on the field. Um, and then just like from context, it sounds like somebody fumbled the ball and Josh picked it up and then was hit so hard that he went flying into the end zone to score a touchdown against the opposing team. And, uh, Drake finally admits that Josh is cool for, doing something good for the football team but uh and i kind of like the little drake and josh moment here where he's like you know what josh you're you're pretty cool the coolest <laughs> that's just i uh, yeah the coolest is definitely a great <laughs> a great line i still sometimes use the word coolest in that like tone <laughs> in my daily life 10 years <laughs> later didn't even remember it specifically from that episode i knew it was a drake and josh reference the whole time but um, was it kind of nice to see again? Yeah, it definitely was. And then, uh, also, it kind of made me chuckle, just like, sitting here watching the show, um, but it wasn't even necessarily a joke, but, uh, Josh then, like, passes out on, like, the stretcher, and Drake's, and they're all just kind of standing around, and the credits start to roll, and then, like, two cheerleaders walk by, and Drake, like, chases after them but uh what made me laugh about it is 
uh, in that entire scene, there's even like a sign on the door when they like throw the doors open that just says boys locker room. So I'm like, why are two cheerleaders walking through the middle of the boys locker room? <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. That's yeah, great. I mean, it was just like, it was just supposed to be like the joke of like Drake leaving Josh there knocked out and chasing after girls. But like, it was just the, the comedy of like, they're in the locker room just got to me, even though I don't think it was like supposed to be like a joke that you like thought of that way but i did so oh i probably would have thought of it that way and it's pretty funny and just drake and josh that episode is just great i mean i love the drake and josh just like drake acts like a selfish jerk and then in the end he's like tries to help josh and that's just a nice drake thing to do i feel like there is a lot of there's a very common theme of a lot of pro uh, issues in the show arising from Drake's selfishness. You can argue this entire episode like the plot never actually happens if he doesn't tell Josh he's uncool. If he just leaves Josh alone, he goes about his life without ever joining the football team. So, yeah. What did you? Ra- what would you rate this episode? Uh, I'll say seven and a half. I was going to give it a seven, but. It gets half a point just for the coolest line. I'll go with the seven and a half, too. Uh, the coolest line and the Negan thing, you know, gives it half a point. So I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. And we are on to Pool Shark, which this was a really fun one. And uh, you said you really liked this one because of something involving pool. Do you want to tell that story you told me a few days ago? I mean, it wasn't even so much that, uh, I, I'm just a sucker for, like, pool movies in general. Like, I like pool as a thing. I just think it's, like, a cool sport, which it very much is, like, portrayed that way in Hollywood over the years. Um, so just, like, it was a very, just, like, cliche pool episode, though. It was very much in the vein of the old movie, uh, The Hustler, and then the 80s sequel, uh, The Color of Money, um, Pool Hall Junkies in the 90s. I mean, it's a very cliche thing to be like, to have a movie about like pool hustling and then like the ramifications when it goes wrong. So I'm, I just like those stories. I like those movies. I like those like TV episodes. When TV episodes do like a pool episode, it, it's very much its own like kind of weird little warped world of like, oh, like this is a heist movie or a heist, you know what I mean? Like, there's just kind of like it hit all the old like cliches where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is just clearly some weird homage or like the writers just had seen all those movies too and like nothing was a blatant reference, but it was a very, I guess, color by numbers uh, like pool story. And that's just a comfortable place for me, because I like them. I think they're always fun. So, I really ended up liking this episode, just because it was a a cliche classic pool story, but just wrapped in uh, the Drake and Josh format, which is fun for me. Yeah, I thought it was a fun fun story. Uh, The first joke I thought was pretty funny is Drake, and she's like, Sorry, Drake, both us. And he's like, that's not even an Australian accent. Right. And then, um, they're playing... right in the cold open. Yeah. And they're talking about how the parents want Drake and Josh to get 
to hang out more, and Drake's just annoyed about it, and Josh is just, like, thrilled. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, you're getting ahead of yourself again, too. I mean, the general plot of this episode, for our listeners, is uh, Drake's playing pool at the premiere, uh, ends up asking Josh to be his partner. Josh ends up using the silly, like, like nerd cop out of like oh it's just geometry and ends up being like really <laughs> stupid good at pool um yeah, Drake then goes that. behind josh's back and uses josh's talent to start like hustling people um and then josh finds out obviously he's very disappointed because he's like i thought we were just doing this to like be brothers and hang out you just wanted it for the you just wanted the money and then uh, Josh ends up getting some old camp counselors of his to, who look like bikers to uh, scare Josh or scare Drake at a pool hall. That's thus, you know, teaching him a lesson to, you know, not hustle people. Which I thought that lesson was actually a pretty funny way to do it because uh, you don't actually see it coming because the way they played it, it seemed like Josh was really seriously agitated and like acted like he really didn't want to play pool, but it seemed like he had it set up. And we did, and I didn't see that coming at first hand. Uh, I definitely saw it coming, but again, I also, like I said, for me, I, I kind of knew where the whole, what the whole plot of this episode was going to be from the second, from like five minutes in, because I just, I've watched so many pool movies and stuff that like. Like I said, it was kind of like, oh, I see the skeleton of what's happening here. So I had the benefit of, uh, you know, experience with the tropes that they were doing. So Yeah, and another... Me and Tyler actually did question this after watching the episode. We're like, what's a pole doing at a movie theater? <laughs> yeah, I, that, that definitely made me laugh. Like That was like the original setting. It's just like... I mean, I've seen the arcades and stuff in movie theaters, but... I've never just seen a pool table, but, like, that's also, I think, the part of the fun of Drake and Josh is, like, in reality, it was probably, like, a set thing. Like, they only have so many sets built, so there's only so many locations that they can film at. But I always love that, like, every, like, teenage show always has, like, okay, school and home, but then there's always, like, the hangout spot, I guess. Um, You know what I mean? Like, in that 70s show, there was a little, like hot dog restaurant place then there was you know the foreman house and basement and then also the school like so it's like i you know in a classic kind of like teenager sitcom those are kind of your three major places to like set your shows but i do it's funny to like look back and be like oh yeah like the premiere ends up being like that third place it's like there's the house there's the school and then just like I guess the school hangout is the movie theater, which, like, <laughs> is kind of silly, because, like, you can't really just, like, hang out at a movie theater. You need to, like, buy tickets to movies and stuff to get in most times. Most movie theaters don't let you hang out in their lobby, but, like, the premiere has, like, its little concession stand, like, in the middle where they sell, like, the popcorn and candy, but then, like, it looks like they have a counter service in the back that sells, I don't know, like, food? So it's, it's like kinda, it kind of seems like it's like a restaurant in a movie theater kind of like right. It's merged. this it's this weird just like hangout combo that happens to show movies. Which don't get me wrong, I think that sounds awesome. I love both. I would love a dumb movie theater that I could hang out and play pool at. But 
Yeah, it just it just struck me as funny where I was just like, in the middle of a movie theater, why would they spend money on a pool table? Exactly, that's just funny. And it, it doesn't come back in any other episode that I remember. It was just kind of there for one episode. And yeah, like, I'd have to pay, we'd have to like, we'd have to pay attention and see if we can find any more, but... We'll have to look in the background, maybe it's in like the background or something. Yeah. No, if we look around. I do try to pay attention to like background things, because sometimes in shows there will be like... Oh yeah, uh, Easter eggs. yeah. So that's why I like to look for more Easter eggs. Maybe we'll find one soon. And I, as much as the the pool plot line was awesome, I also actually really liked the subplot this episode of Walter finally getting Audrey a good um, <laughs> uh, birthday present. Oh, that was fun. And then Audrey like comes in like a day later, and she's like, "Look what I bought myself," and it's the literally the exact same thing, like a blue topaz set in white gold like tennis bracelet and walter's just like reactions to it's just amazing he's like uh yeah buy her some toothpaste right gives the boys some money he's like hey like go find some and then but i guess what why what made the subplot funny to me is because i liked the final joke because it was so like it was like a deus ex machina like it was so forced like they're so concerned with the pool plot line that they resolve it get drake scared drake a whole bunch and then the counselors are just like ah they crack and they're making fun of him they're joking with josh they're all making fun of drake and then drake's like well we still need to like get mom a birthday present and then josh like he's like hey that's a nice necklace you're wearing to one up one of the counselor guys that was dressed as a biker (laughs) and he's just like oh thanks and he's just like is that blue topaz and he's like yeah set in white gold and it's just a necklace he's wearing and Drake's like, it does match mom's tennis bracelet. And then they just, like, convince him to sell it. And so they just buy mom some dude's necklace. Which I'm like, what a completely, like, random and, like, oh, shit. Like, we forgot to, like, resolve that the boys need to buy a gift. So they just kind of, like, tack it on at the end. And oh. so, like, but it, it was so, it was so absurd that I thought it was funny. Because also, he's a biker and, like... He's wearing like a white gold necklace with a blue topaz stone, like just like with, in like a teardrop type shape. Like, it, a- like it just sounds like, and I'm like, also like this this big biker dude happens to be wearing what is basically a woman's necklace. Like, <laughs> like bikers don't really wear dainty jewelry in my experience. So like, and I just, just the whole like absurdity of like that resolution and like that being the necklace, this bikers. Cause then he's also got like a chain wallet and a leather vest and like rings. And then he's wearing this dainty white gold necklace. And I'm like, <laughs> the whole thing is just so goofy that I couldn't help but like laugh about it. Cause I was like, it's just so... It's like some Looney Tunes shit. It's just completely out of left field. I think that's the point. It's supposed to be Looney. But I also love Drake's question at the end. He's like, where did you go to camp? Right. <laughs> what kind of camp? It's fucking got biker counselors. <laughs> and then our sister... Uh, our sister... Because we, we watched this in my brother's room. And my sister across the hall, she hears the question, where did you go to camp? And our sister's just like, that's a good question. <laughs> It is a good question. And I just love Walter's last uh, reaction during that conversation when he's just like, I'm just a man. Just the line delivery there. That was good. I also love Megan in this episode because she only had like one or two scenes. But what I really like about Megan in this episode is 
just how she's a she's a kid, but also devious because like she shows her more childish. Because like most of this show. Megan acts as, like, some devious person where we actually see her kid's side in this episode where she's just like, uh, you hustled me. No, I just pretended to be bad so you'd give me money. And Drake's like, that's hustling. She's like, there's a word for it. Yeah, didn't even realize what she was doing. Like, thought she invented hustling. That's kind of definitely funny. (laughs) I thought that was great. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm still weirdly biased. Like, growing up, I fucking just, like, hated the character of Megan. So I have a little more appreciation for her now, like, as an adult, and, like, just as, like, a character that, like, should exist. But just, yeah, as a kid, she bugged the ever-loving fuck out of me, so... I think she bugged everybody. I'm still, like, getting over that, and just trying to appreciate the comedy that she brings. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people hating Megan, I actually have a really funny story. I was watching Drake and Josh as a kid, and my mom's like, I really hate that Megan character. My mom just brings it up out of nowhere one day when I'm watching Drake and Josh. It was funny. And then I rate this episode a uh, 9 out of 10. What about you? Uh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I Like I said, I really loved it. It just hit a lot of, like, things that I enjoy. It was just very much geared toward a style that I like. So that's good. 10 for me. And now on to my favorite episode to talk about of the day, Smart Girl, mm-hmm. which we open up with Drake talking about how good he is at uh, pool, or not pool, school, they sound the same, um, which... Josh, not Drake. Drake is talking... never been good at school. Drake, they're talking about how Drake is bad at school and Josh is magic, which this, I think, this is where you brought up your point a few episodes ago, where you're like, um... It, they failed the continuity of magic about the order. Yeah, because Amazon had this episode as like number four. Like they, I think they had it go. Smart Smart Girl was before one of the episodes. Before Pool Shark, was it? Yeah, I believe so. But or no, I think they had it even earlier. I think they had it. I think they had it go Smart Girl, Football then pool shark and that's because this cold opening like they we would have watched i think smart girl first by their uh numbering and i kind of get it because he brings up magic in the cold open and then like doesn't really do much with the magic in this episode but then if you were to watch smart girl first where he talks about yeah like i like magic so then when uh, football, the episode happens, it would kind of make sense that then in the middle of in the episode when he just kind of walks up doing magic tricks, you're like, oh, okay, well, in the episode before this, in the cold open, he talks about, like, he he likes magic. So, like, it kind of, like, I guess it, it's not it's not a big thing. It's not, like, crazy, like, to think that it could go the other way. But it just feels like it would be more organic to have him bring it up in the cold open and then address it later. Because the general formula of the show tends to be that, like, the cold open then explains things that you can expect to see or, like, foreshadows stuff. So it'd be, it's just kind of weird to be like, oh, to do the magic in the, in the main episode and then do a cold open about it later. When, like I said, normally the cold open is the foreshadowing for their characters. So, and I couldn't really see any other, like, timeline issues if it were episode four instead of episode six. Um, 
just the cold opens fell off. Yeah, so it was just a little. It was a little note I had where you know Wikipedia has it this way. Hulu's just missing the fucking episode altogether, and then Amazon has it like as listed as episode four. So it's just interesting to think about. Um, and again, Wikipedia does it by original air dates. So that's the way it aired if you were to just watch the show on TV. But again, in the history of TV, just in general, it's not actually uncommon for air dates to sometimes get confused with uh, script chronology. So well, I think you're supposed to go based off air date. I think. Uh, well, sometimes, what I'm saying, like in TV history, there's plenty of examples of... Uh, just because of like various reasons, whether like it was editing things or there are examples in like many shows histories where uh, just the air the show potentially aired out of order, um, and I'm just wondering if that happened to Drake and Josh that maybe it aired out of order, but it doesn't really matter that much because although the show has a timeline. And does reference things in the past. For the most part, each episode is a self-contained story. So, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, I do like the joke in this cold open, though, where he's like, Oh, I wish I had a handcuff key, because Drake had handcuffed Josh to a tennis racket. Which, that's the funniest part about it, is just a tennis racket. Right. Like, how do you handcuff someone to a sports object? That's just funny. I mean, I guess if he did it through, like, the middle of the racket where it's all strings and stuff, and then it's an enclosed circle. <laughs> yeah, you that's couldn't, pretty... You couldn't handcuff someone to the handle of a tennis racket. That yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, but the um, actual racket part. Yeah. And then, so the plot here is Drake has a crush on this girl, but he thinks that she won't fall for him because she's, like really smart with, like, chemistry and, like, a bunch of subjects. And what I really love about this episode and appreciate is, first, so Drake wants Josh to teach him everything, and at first Drake isn't getting it, and Josh is getting frustrated, and then Josh is like, wait, it's not that you can't learn it, it's that you need to learn it in a way you understand, which I thought was kind of creative. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a very just, like, classic teaching thing too like you know what i mean everybody always learns a little bit better if it involves a subject or a interest that you you know like you know what i mean it's always easier to explain something to people in terms they understand versus just like something that seems completely foreign to them so then he like has Drake get his guitar and compares like guitar notes and chords to like molecules and atoms yeah and then Drake actually gets it, which, that's just kind of cool how Josh just kind of taught it that way. And then, so he goes, Drake goes on dates with this girl a couple times, and then she, uh, Drake gets himself into some hot water, and he's like, she's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And he's like, yeah. And they're thinking of completely two different things, and she's like, great, so you'll help him with the, you'll help us with this school, uh, competition, smart thing. And Drake is like, wait, what? And so now Josh, and then Drake just goes up to Josh and he's like, what do you need to know now? Everything! Mm-hmm. And so then they're just kind of stuck. And then I really like the subplot of this episode out of any subplot we've seen so far. Josh is trying to get Megan. 
You know, yeah. Frank and I really like the subplot of this episode. Right, like them finally like kind of trying to fight back and Josh getting into a prank war with Megan. Um, and then Josh being in the prank war with Megan, but he keeps trying different things to like get her back. And she always like flips it on him. And he's just like, how is she always doing this? Drake and Josh then find out she bugged a cactus that she gave Josh for Christmas. Um, which then leads to Drake has to be on the academic team for the state finals, which crazy that somebody on a state finals team of any sort would just quit before the final competition. That was just funny, like moment to think about, like in the prospect of reality, like if you joined a team and were on it all year long and you made it to the literal championship and to be like, no, I quit now. <laughs> Uh, that just struck me as hysterical. Um, and then this is where we really get into the Megan is very, like, her deviousness, like, advances in this episode. Because we mm-hmm. find out that Megan has, like, basically, like, military yeah. uh, gadgets just in our room. She has military-grade equipment from, like, radios <laughs> and night vision goggles to a, apparently a pen that when clicked <laughs> activates something that sounded like it electrocuted Josh, which was like, oh, now she's just electrocuting people. But which also, you find out that uh, this actually isn't the first time I've seen this. Um, I know, I watched iCarly a lot as a kid. I don't know if you watched this though, but in iCarly there's this thing called like the shock pen that like when you click it, it like shocks people, except the difference here is usually you have to touch someone with the shock pen for it to actually electrocute them. Oh, well, that just sounds more like a classic, just like buzzer gag. But like with this, it's like they're like on completely different levels of the house. So I wonder how does that pen work? Or I think it might be more like a <laughs> fake detonator type thing where like she clicks it and it activates something else. Yeah, it's like, ah, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. sending the shocks. <laughs> But yeah, it like electrocutes Josh, and she's just like, he's like, Meg, yeah, Drake did it. Right. Which, yeah, that's just interesting, just all of her, I just found that funny, just that she like just has all these things, and then she gives him this little harmless gadget she has that basically, I will admit it's a little cheesy though, just the, oh, put this in your ear and get the answers. I mean, yeah, it's just a microphone on a walkie-talkie, that's just very basic tech, <laughs> um... But yeah, they get the tech from Megan, and then, because Josh, Drake asks Josh to be the one on the microphone and listen in on the competition and uh, feed him all the answers Um, in a very kind of just, like you said, classic, just like cheat plot. Oh, I do love one of Drake's answers, because, okay, so they pick up interference from, I think, I'm guessing it's an like Inside Out. a fast out. food drive through yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's the Nickelodeon classic Inside Out Burger, if you know what I'm talking about. No, not off the top of my head. Uh, it's like their version of McDonald's. Like, right. Uh, you'll probably bring well, both I think it's later. supposed to be a joke about In-N-Out Burger. Which is a real place. Oh, yeah, it's Inside Out Burger or something like that. Um, so, they pick up from a fast food restaurant, they pick up um, interference. And so, Drake starts giving answers uh, related to the orders, which is pretty funny. And I just love the guy's reaction. It's like, that year hasn't happened yeah, yet. They ask him what year was the Battle of Hastings. And Drake orders like 2498 or something like that, because that was somebody's total. Yeah. For their meal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they're just like, that year hasn't happened yet. Which, yes, it does not. It would That would be 2,498, which is about 300 years from now. 400, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the this is another episode where I'm, like, really, like, not into, like, Drake at all. Um, in that, like, Josh went out of his way to help you, to impress this girl, uh, teaches you a lot, and then that kind of helped, but then even in the middle of their date, he kept, Drake just kept walking away, because, again, they're going on a date at the premiere, because I guess just everything happens there. Um, but then when she asks questions he doesn't know, he runs over to Josh, asks the question to get an answer, like, I don't know, it just feels very much like he's both using Josh, and just completely fabricating his personality and lying to this girl, which kind of really bugged me, because I was just like, I feel like Josh should be more upset about, like, him, like, basically tricking this girl into liking him, and then Josh, or then Drake being Drake and being super charismatic, convinces Josh to help him cheat in a fucking high school state final, which is just, like, super shitty, and then he gets mad and walks out, but I'm like, you already cheated your way to being one point away from the win, which he, and then he gets lucky. They ask the final question, and then it's actually one of the things Josh or Drake remembered from his like study session with Josh when he was first trying to impress the girl. And it was like, oh, cool. And then they win state. But I was like, yeah, but like, what about those kids who worked really hard to get there? And and like, granted, Drake remembered Drake remembered this one question, but what about all the ten, fifteen points he cheated for? <laughs> like. That's really mean. And then what bugged me is at the, the end of the episode, it's supposed to look like his conscience gets the better of him, and he tells the girl to come with him, and they go to the closet where, like, Drake or Josh was initially hiding before he left, and tells her, hey, and I thought he was going to come clean and be like, I cheated. And he doesn't actually tell her, oh, uh, I'm wearing this microphone, and I was getting all the answers. He just admits, all he says is, like, something along the lines of, like, I'm not as smart as you think I am, and, uh, you know, my, my brother Josh stayed up and studied with me so I could try and impress you, and she's like, she's like, I don't like you just for your brain, she's like, I like you for you, which is a weird thing, to, I wanted a weird thing to say, because I'm like, isn't a brain arguably who a person is? It's... If you think he's a smart guy, and he is totally not that, then... One, in that instant, I feel like she becomes weirdly shallow. And two, you just told her, oh yeah, I tried to impress you by staying up for an all-night study session. But he never actually admits that that study session didn't make him that smart, and he was still just cheating the entire time. He never admits that to the girl, and that really, really bugged me. It felt like, even despite the fact that like he came clean, it was like a fake coming clean and I was really just left with a bad taste in my mouth, and where I, was, I felt like Drake actually just kind of pulled a fast one on everybody. He still gets the girl, just won a fucking state championship for Scholastic Bowl, and, like, Josh, other than, like, walking out, Josh still ends up apologizing to Drake later on, where he's just like, oh, like, I'm sorry I walked out on you, like, you're my brother, I shouldn't do that. And then Drake is finally like, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made you do that. The cheating was wrong. But I love the only person he admits that to is Josh. He doesn't tell, like, 
the Michelle. competition. He doesn't tell Michelle. He doesn't tell, like, the state competition that he cheated to win. Like, so he robbed a whole another school of, like, what was probably a rightful victory. He still has the girl, and he still has the glory of being on that winning team. So, like, it doesn't matter if you admit it to Josh. You didn't, like, you still, like, get to enjoy the benefits of your cheating without actually giving anything up or, like, admitting it. So I was actually really, really bugged by the resolution of the episode because I thought, like, they made it seem like Drake, Drake turned over a new leaf about it when everything he did, all his actions, were just actually rang very hollow to me because he didn't actually, like, really admit anything or give anything up. He just kind of, like, told Josh, no, yeah, you're right, it was probably bad, but... I love doesn't, Josh. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't actually fix any of it, and that really upset me. I love Josh's answer. He's like, uh, no, you were right. He's like, okay. <laughs> it just kind of goes on. But yeah. I also I also wanted to point this out. Not to question that. She said, so Michelle, the girl's name, she's like, Drake, I like you for you. What do you mean? You just realized that he was pretending to be smart, but the only persona of Drake you saw was smart Drake. So how can you say you like him for him when the only Drake you saw was the fake Drake? Right, and that was my point. Like, that's what really upset me is, like, I feel like they just made her from being, like, a cool character who, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can be pretty and smart. And, like, she was, like, kind of a dynamic character. And then in her final moments, you just made her kind of, like, a shallow ditz who was like, I like you for you, but, like, you physically do not know who he is. You definitely just think he's cute, and that's it. And so I was just like, this is the first episode where I feel like when you really dig into it, the moral and, like, what happened is actually just completely, like, terrible. This was the first episode we've watched where, by the end of it, I was just like, I don't think anything got solved the right way, and I think they just kind of wrapped it up and, like, finished it real quick and got out of there without them learning anything or actually making anything right. Up until this point... I think they've done a good job of, like, the boys might have gotten away with something here or there, but in general, like, nobody was impacted in a negative way. And I'm like, this in this one, you get an entire school Scholastic Bowl team was impacted negatively because they got robbed by a cheating team. And this girl got robbed of, like, having an interest in a real person. Like, I don't know, I was just with a bad taste in my mouth with the resolution of this episode. So, I mean, if you just want to move on to rating it, uh, for me, this episode was like a two or a three. It has some good jokes, where so it got some points, but like overall, by the end of the episode, I was actually just fucking angrier more than I was anything else. So I'm gonna rate it probably a five because it had a lot of funny jokes, and I like I respect it for that. A lot of the humor, but it also felt you know frustrating. So I'm gonna rate it a five out of ten. Okay. Fair enough. A halfway point. Yeah. It's very, it's a meh episode. Yeah. I Definitely, I think, my least favorite one we've watched so far, at least. So, hopefully that's out of the way then. I'd, that'd be nice. Only halfway through season two. It'd be cool to know if, if every episode from here on out I've already seen my least favorite one. But, who knows? There's many more to watch. And... We hope you'll join us next week when we watch episodes, what is that, 7, 8, and 9? Yep. But uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been... Hug, Hug me, me, brother! brother. <laughs> well, now that I know that